podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This is the Armchair Cricket Podcast. Hello all. Welcome to another episode of Armchair Cricket Podcast, a podcast focusing on test cricket by Armchair Critics of the Game. I'm your host, Ajit. In today's episode, we have a returning guest, a much uh, sought-after guest, Ram Chandra. Hello, Ram. Hey, hi, Ajit. Nice to be here again. Thanks for the invite. Well, it's always a pleasure. I mean, uh, you were there only a couple of podcasts ago, but I mean, a lot of water under the bridge, cricket water under the bridge. So, plenty to discuss. Sure. <laughs> I think there are some interesting announcements from the Indian domestic uh, scene and so on. But before we go there, I think we should start with the Ashes. Did you see the second yeah. test? Oh, yeah. Uh, it was one heck of a test match. Uh, it was so much, uh, you know, uh, kind of, uh, it was like, I could remember that 2005 Edgbaston test match. Uh, it was probably going in, you know, in that direction. But uh, yeah, in the end, Australia prevailed. And uh, rightly so, they, they were the, you know, deserving winners. I felt. Did you think uh, that stumping, that all that discussion that happened about yeah. the of cricket? Uh, <laughs> look at it. I mean, uh, I think uh, it was, yeah. Simon Thomas has made a very important, uh, you know, observation today. He has his own opinion on that. He said that, that, you know, when you're playing with the rules of the game and when you lose something, when something goes against you, uh, you hang on to the spirit of the game. Look, uh, look, it might find, sound unfair, you know, the way uh, Bairstow got out. But, Australian team were very much in their right to, uh, you know, run out someone like that. I mean, the ball was still not dead. The ball was still alive. And uh, Bairstow had no business wandering around the pitch. And uh, look, my sympathies with Bairstow. It really, it's really unfortunate to get out in that fashion, you know, in a test match especially. But uh, rules are rules, my friend. And you got you to gotta abide by the rules. And uh, if you don't know the rules of the game, uh, no one can help you. It's pretty simple. And there is a one line of defense, you know, in this favor where people are saying that, you know, he was not trying to steal a run like it happens in the mankinding thing. You know, you're trying to take an unfair advantage, unfair, you know, due of like, you know, shooting, striding a few yards, you know, before the ball, bowler delivers the ball. That thing of that sort what happened in this case. But still, there is a rule. And ICC clearly says that if you're wandering uh, you know, outside the pitch still the, when the ball is active, when the ball is alive, we can't be run out. And Bairstow, unfortunately, was caught napping. And I don't see anything wrong in that. I don't know why these, you know, uh, the what the conscience keepers of uh, conscience, I mean, the conscience keepers of spirit of cricket have again started to, you know, wag their tongues. But I can understand their frustration. But I mean, then the, the Australian team have, uh, you know, they haven't done anything which is against the spirit of the game or which is anything against the laws of the game. They just played the game fairly in the ambit of the you know rules of the game and they deserve that wicket. I mean it also I mean Ashwin made a valid point, you know. Ashwin said that, you know, mm-hmm. it there was a pattern, you know, before that. It's not that Carey uh, just, just threw the ball and he got his out, uh, got him out. It was just that he observed that, you know, uh, Bairstow was wandering outside his crease uh, once the ball was, you know, when 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 he left the ball a lot. So there was a pattern there. He observed that 
it was street smart cricket by carry that's what i can say and uh, he thoroughly that wicket uh, you know it's 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 carry's wicket as simple as that of course that did change the complication of the complexion of the game and uh, uh, i mean bestow there one a session of bestow uh, with the bat i think any, anything could have happened probably england could have even chased that uh, score down you remember how they chased 370 odd against india last year at the same time so bestow is Known for that kind of batting in fourth innings, and it was unfortunate the way he got it. But no sympathies, you know. You got to you got to know the rules of the game. My thought process is slightly different, right? So, yeah. what is the spirit of the game? Does it reside outside of the loss of the game? What happened here is very clearly within the loss of the game. Yeah. That's why he was given out. It was referred and it was given out, right? So exactly, yeah. In this case, you're right. There was a pattern established, and Carey noticed it. So. the other thing that some of the purists felt bad about is that he grounded his uh, heel apparently twice in the crease to say okay this is the end of the over i'm leaving right yes so Correct. here there is also a room for misinterpretation of the law because the law says until both sides consider the ball to be dead until then the ball is alive yes so you can sort of stretch it based on your thought process Yeah. In this one case, he took the ball and he immediately threw it back, and he yeah. just spotted Bairstow left the crease. So that was well done. Yeah. But I'm going to request the lawmakers and these whatever you call the custodians of the game, MCC, to make the law unambiguous. True. See, in today's world, every small thing will be examined. Every small advantage that can be taken will be taken. I mean, let's not forget Bairstow himself tried tried to do that to Manas <laughs> yeah. earlier in the game. Exactly. The the only explanation he seem to give us that it was still within the over it was sort of ball was in play game was in play yeah all that is subject to interpretation it should not be subject to interpretation it should be black and white because rules should always be black and white exactly that's true me, this is one of the takeaways yeah. the other one the way one team perceives spirit of the game might be different in compared to another one so this is what happened here as well right yeah when comins was asked would you have considered withdrawing he said no it is within the laws of the game we are fine and stoke said i don't want to win like this mm. yeah comins need not have answered it he'll take a 2-0 he doesn't have to answer anything else True. because what happened was within the rules of the game right yeah. so make the laws unambiguous make it clear cut definition then there is no argument and any team which has a chance to win especially you know what you said best is such an impactful player he needs to be dismissed and otherwise there is a chance that as much may go away. they took the chance they had yeah right it's pretty much the same it was not about claiming an unfair advantage it was making something happen and they did that's it yeah right so that seemed to have at least galvanized one player on the pitch i mean we saw the demon stokes come out again yeah true true that was like well, unbelievable no go the moment uh, 96 yes i mean the moment uh, bestow got out i think uh, you know i don't know what happened to ben stokes like he already has a record for you know maximum number of sixes in test match cricket i think he's got 110 plus sixes already in 94 test matches that's i think he's beaten uh, adam gilchrist's record so he's that kind of a player rajit i mean he can he can turn the tables in a matter of a session or two and uh, of course he, when i mean there was a discussion you know funny discussion going on when when he burst into the scene there was like a comparisons with uh, adrian flintoff i think he is is not to that level as far as bowling is concerned probably flintoff was much better bowler but when you talk about batting i think stokes is much better batter than uh, uh, andrew flintoff and he is more impactful you can see that 
I believe that is the right comparison. That is the right approach because yeah. his impact cannot be compared to any other player in England's history. At least that's what Mark Nicholas claimed in that article. Right? True. True. Yeah. Right. I mean, Headingley, the World Cup final, this match very nearly, and so many others. Yeah. That. Headingley again in 2019, uh, the Ashes Test match, the four Test. Yeah, where he won literally with what uh, Jack Leach batting from the other end. And that there was one act of finals, and that's that's probably that probably immortalized uh, Ben Stokes, I guess, uh, more than the World Cup thing. Yeah, World Cup is a huge thing, but it's still limited over cricket. But when talk about Test match cricket, that headingly chase uh, was 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 nerve wracking. I think that was like one for the comic books. I, I don't think that's going to happen in the next century. You know, with you have more than what eighty runs to get when Jack Leach joined him, and they did it. I mean, that's unbelievable. Fifty odd runs. Yeah, but I mean. Not to forget, Kusal Pereira did it. Yeah, yeah, true. Ago. That's that was that too against uh, South Africa in South Africa, and yeah, exactly. And South uh, Sri Lanka supposedly a minor team these days. So yeah, Kusal Pereira, I think he got some one fifty plus. That that was also a great innings. But the fact that this was Ashes and you know played between England and Australia, probably this is spoken. Um, I mean, much more than what the Kusal Kusal Pereira's innings, but still, I think. Uh, Yeah, Ben Stokes does deserve all the accolades he's getting. Yeah, he has his opinion on this dismissal, but I mean, I think I mean if, he, if the tables are turned, I don't know how people are going to react to this. Probably, if had England uh, done this to any Australian batter, probably would have had the discussions in a you know in a different direction. That's what I believe. It all depends on which end of the you know spectrum you are. Absolutely, I think he would have been called very aware, yeah. very clever. Exactly, and that's why I think uh, people like Ashwin are, are are a great boon to this cre- uh, modern day cricket. I believe, uh, you know, he is the one who may who normalized man catting. Uh, of course, I hate to call that man catting because it's used in a negative connotation. But still, the fact that the great Vinu Mankar, you know, uh, you know, did this in Australia in the 1950s, so it's that just name. I mean, that the that name is there there for uh, almost uh, half a century now, but. I mean, you remember. I mean, Ashwin was the one who brought this to the fore, and these days it's pretty much normal. I mean, in the women's cricket, you saw there were a lot of people who cried over that innings last year when uh, when India did that. So I think it's it's going to be considered one of the legal modes of dismissal, and the spirit of cricket is not to come is not going to come in the way of uh, you know man catting in, in the days to come. Look, that's one thing. Um, yeah. The other takeaway for me from this test was the injury to Leon. Yeah. So. How much of an impact do you think, considering that you know they are also going to go ahead and play in more spinner-friendly pitches? Yeah. And the impact of losing somebody who's played a hundred tests, right, for Australia? Oh, huge blow. It's this is going to be a terrible blow. Uh, you could see that what this does is uh, there's not even one spinner of, not even half of Nathan Lyon's quality. Of course, it's Todd, Murphy, and other guys. There's one more spinner in the in the ranks, but I mean Nathan Lyon, come on, he's a legend. I think he's probably the best. Near after uh, Shane Warne, Australia has had in the modern day uh, cricket, so it's going to be a huge loss. And someone who's picked up close to Fanny because losing him in the midst of a of a high profile Ashes series, it's you can never never replace him. So what this does is, if that spinner who replaces him is not, I mean, of course you can't expect him to run through the opposition. So he's never going to meet as good as Nathan Lyon. So this makes <clears throat> you know Australian attack a unidimensional one, probably. That's where I think you know Australia. I mean England were in the game with Nathan Lyon not there to bowl in the fourth innings. Probably England were England had a better chance if not for the base to run out. So coming back to Nathan Lyon, so I think uh, 
third i mean leeds probably they might not miss him leeds is a more of a seamer friendly attack but the last two test matches probably they're going to miss him miss him a lot and uh, if there is one partnership one big partnership someone goes berserk uh, uh you know nathan lyon was one bowler who used to pro- provide them the control now who is going to control the flow of runs at the same time who is going to attack you know with the spin so they don't have that kind of a bowler uh, you know in the in the ranks so it's going to be a huge blow jit i mean i would be really surprised if whoever replaces is re- replaces Lion can get at least a couple of wickets in 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 each innings. Uh, it's going to be really difficult. Uh, you could see again even in India the fact that the conditions were there for the other spinners they were able to you know make merry. But in England you need experience and none of the other Australian spinners have that experience to you know make an impact in England uh, straight away. Lord Murphy, you don't give him much of a chance then first tour of England. Yeah, not not really. Uh, to be honest, Ajit, I mean he did bowl well in India, but that was in India. I mean he literally played in. what on two mind fails where probably you know even joe root you know that, that kind of pitches even joe root could get a lot of purchase i mean with due respect to todd murphy he still got a lot lot a lot of uh, you know distance to cover uh, to, to even make an impact at this level and i think uh, even the condition not going to suit him in in england so probably they're going to use him sparingly just for you know to control one end if he can control the flow of runs and if he can you know tie one end up that's going to be a huge uh, plus for australia I don't think they can expect anything uh, to the level of uh, Nathan Lyon from a new spinner. Even I think even Pat Cummins will be uh, you know aware of that. So he would probably you know make it pretty clear about the about the expectations from uh, the new spinner. Uh, probably it would it should be Todd Murphy. Probably he will be, he'll be knowing his uh, you know uh, job profile now. Well, that's one thing. The other thing, England have actually released their squad for the eleven or the eleven for the. game tomorrow so moin ali yeah. chris wokes and mark wood yeah come in for tang anderson yeah. and ollie pop so so there is one spinning all rounder one pace bowling all rounder included in place of a full batsman and tang rested after just one test while um, you know anderson yeah. rested is sort of expected i suppose but tang rested and uh, chris wokes in his place what are your thoughts the probably they want a bit of you know Lord or batting, that's how that's how I see it. Because Wokes is a decent bowler, and uh, you know Josh Tung really did well. Probably he was the best seamer uh, in the second Test match, if I'm not wrong. Probably he was the one who extracted much more bonds, and he he was really quick. You know, he was the one who troubled it, uh, troubled the Australian batters. So to see him, you know, being benched for the benched after just one game, it's really surprising. I don't know what sense does it make. Yeah, Mark Wood coming back is also great, and he has that raw pace, and he also has the good control. Moinelli's inclusion, of course, I mean, it was on the cards. Uh, you can't go with you know four seamers all the time, so you need a, a bit of variety. So Moinelli comes back. The problem, however, here is I think I don't think Oli Pope deserved to be dropped. Uh, to be very honest, I think he was is one of the consistent run getters the past year. Uh, so no, no, no. He was I don't know dropped. why he's. He had a shoulder injury. The shoulder injury yeah. that is uh, troubling him all through his career. It's recurred. Okay, then, then, then I think it makes sense. But still, what this does is replacing him with all rounder. Uh, probably it's going to make the batting a bit thin. And Moinelli at number seven is not a great sign. Uh, to be to be very honest, because you know one good spell and I mean seven, eight, nine. You can't have uh, you know Moinelli. Um, of course, Wokes and Wood. I thought Wood also is I think a decent big bat. But still, your top six is. Is, is is probably going to uh, do a lot of lot of scoring if they fail i think 
if you are for 100 for 5 and Mohin Ali batting, you are asking for trouble. So, I probably would have had proper 7 batsmen with Bairstow coming at number 7 as wicketkeeper batsman. So, they are already about batsman shot. And Leeds is known to be a seam-friendly wicket. So, if like they bat first and uh, and someone like Cummins or Hazelwood uh, wreck havoc, I mean, you are asking for trouble. And uh, let's hope that you know, one of the top-order batters get a, get a big uh, 100. But... If they if they don't if they don't score, I think they are they are asking for trouble, Ajit. I think uh, uh, that is one thing they made. Uh, I believe that it's a mistake because they probably should have had a proper batsman in the top uh, five instead of going for a couple of all rounders. That's what I believe. And the other question really, Anderson has looked very yeah. ordinary in the two test series played, right? And Hazelwood also up to a point, yeah. not very effective. I mean, I think he came good in the yeah. last afternoon. And he did what was needed. So the question is, will Australia look to replace uh, Hazelwood with maybe Boland and Bing Todd Murphy? While if you look at England, Chris Wokes has not really stepped up to be the next Anderson-like bowler. Ollie Robinson is more consistent, preferred above him. But yeah. is this the end of the road? Sure. Uh, Anderson, do you think uh, he might call it uh, quits at the end of Ashes? Then? Yeah. yeah, I'm sure that that's, that's probably on the cards because Look, he is someone that uh, I found a tweet where someone said that he is he probably looked this age in this series. Probably when the condition is not in his favor, of course, 40 years uh, being you know 20 years as a test cricketer, uh, bowler, especially as a as a fast bowler. I mean, that's that's too much, isn't it? I mean, no one has survived those many seasons as a fast bowler. So, uh, full credit to his career, but I don't see him you know stretching his career from here. Probably there's a temptation to go for that 700. Test match wickets, but England is England. I mean, we don't. I mean, England. You don't see that kind of subcontinent kind of a thing where you go for records or something. I won't be surprised if he's asked to retire. Uh, but having said that, it's time to celebrate his great career. I mean, uh, for, for a seamer to play 180 odd Test matches, it's it's a great record. And uh, yeah, of course, I mean, the conditions were not favorable for him at Birmingham, and he struggled a lot. And I mean, one thing which was really disappointing, Ajit, was uh, the moment I saw. Uh, keeper Bears was standing up for uh, Bear Anderson. I felt that he's, he's done. I think uh, for someone like Anderson, who was bowling 135, 140 consistently and swinging the ball profusely, to see keeper standing up, I think that that was a sign, you know, that probably he's well past his prime. It's, his writing is on the wall. That's what I felt. Well, yeah. I think yeah. it's. It's not about pace. It's not about the pace yeah. for me. It's more like, um, you know, Anderson, I think Anderson, the pitch yeah. was not particularly helpful. And it must be said he takes yeah. some help from the conditions and the pitch. So, headingly, you would think he might be given another go because that is one of the most, let's say, seam-friendly pitches. Seam-friendly, yes. Correct. When he's yeah, withdrawn, you would think, have you withdrawn? I mean, is it just a sort of a plan that they say you play two tests, then you wait, then you play two others? Then he might as well have been tested for the uh, rested for the second test, right? And then brought back for heading lane. Yeah, that's probably end of the road. You could see a pattern of it. I think even from the past two or three years, even when they toured India and other countries also, he was used sparingly. Even though if he had done well in one test match, Jorut, uh, I mean, was brave enough to rest him. To know, you know, we need him. We need him fresh for every single test match. You know, but if he has won a test match for you, they would rest him. He got a 5 for in Chennai, I believe. And he, I think in that series, he was rested for a test match in India in 2021. So, that was the way he probably was used. And 
but in England, you expect him to play all the five test matches. And he was, I mean, disappointment was there after the first test match where he came out and said that with these kind of pitches, I think it's not going to help any fast bowlers. So it was there. I mean, even in, I think, uh, the second test match, probably the conditions were pretty helpful, but he was not able to make full use of it. Probably, you know, that, that's what I said. He's looked his age. After so many years, his final looked his age. Pace is not there. And also, I mean, but still he was swinging the ball. Unfortunately, he couldn't purchase any wicket. Three wickets for, I think, he's given away more than 200 runs. So, it was all the one. The records are there to be seen. And uh, with 0-2 uh, down, uh, England have every chance to, you know, uh, you know, go for the kill with, with fresh bowlers. And Mark Wood, with that extra pace, is always going to be handful on in these conditions. Indeed. So, for Australia, well, you can't see them drop Stark. Cummins is the skipper. Yeah, true. Then comes the question of... Yeah. Hazelwood versus Boland. Hazelwood. Or do you yeah. think they may play both and drop Murphy and let Travis head ball a few over? Uh, that's a great temptation, Ajit. Uh, knowing that uh, you have a rookie spinner uh, to replace Nathan Layan. Uh, if, uh, if I was the captain, I would have probably gone for that because in Leeds, you don't expect spinners to run through the opposition. And uh, as a captain, I would have definitely uh, done that. But uh, probably Australia would still want a spinner in their ranks and they would want Todd Murphy. Uh, if you ask for ask me, I think I would be tempted to go ahead with the bowler. Uh, especially, I think uh, with the way he bowled in the first Test match, probably he was one of the best seamers in the in that in that uh, Test match, including the in England uh, attack I'm talking about. So it was unfortunate that he had to be dropped to get Mitchell Stark in. And Hazelwood has not been in his usual self. He's not been his he's not bowling been bowling at his best. So it makes sense to rest him and uh, get, you know give uh, Boland another go. Because, you know, he's, he's someone who picks wickets uh, plenty, you know. He's, he's not the one who picks one one or two. He's known to pick those three or four wickets. Every, in his shorts career, you could see his record. I think his, his average is pretty impressive on his strike rate also. So, it's it's all the more reason to go with uh, Boland, especially considering uh, Hazelwood, you know, who's been a bit off-color uh, of late. So, I, I would go with Boland. All right. So, your prediction for the Headingley test? Uh, look, uh, Ajit, I mean, uh, it all depends on the conditions, you know. I mean, uh, if the conditions are the typical Leeds conditions, you know, which India batted out in 2002, uh, that kind of a condition probably I would, I would probably go and uh, give a given no ahead. I, I would feel that, you know, Australia have a better chance uh, considering that they have a much stronger batting. But you never know with England, you know, I mean, England, which, which England would turn up, basketball, uh, these kind of things. I would still say that England Australia have a better chance of winning at Leeds and uh, you know, uh, taking an unassailable lead, 3-0. Uh, but I would go at 60-40 in Australia's favour, considering the momentum and considering their you know full-strength team, with the, especially the batting with Steven Smith, uh, Kawaja and other opener. I think Warner also is doing decently. So, I, I believe that you know Australia will hold all the aces, despite uh, Nathan Lyons uh, you know, absence. Fair enough. Fair enough. Let's see. Now, before we leave the Ashes, the women's uh, limited overs games have started. So, the first T20 happened yeah. in the meantime. Any chance you caught, yeah. <laughs> you caught that one? Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, before that, I think the Ashes test match was a fantastic one, isn't mm-hmm. it? I think mm-hmm. uh, the way Australia won, uh, you know, after, after, you know, just what giving away, I think, getting what, 10 runs lead they managed. And it the was a one shootout, got, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's one inch shootout on the way Gardner bowled and picked those eight wickets. So that's a fantastic thing, you know. It's great to see women's test match uh, so well fought. And talking about you know uh, England's, uh, I think Australia's 
टी ट्वेंटी टीम इट्स इट्स अ वेल ऑल मिशन बीन सींग द वे दे स्टीम रोल द ऑपोजिशन द वे दिन दैट एंड इट वॉज रियली सरप्राइजिंग टू सी दैट यू नो at least the game went for the 20th over australia are much better side than that but having said that i think england full marks england for the way they fought and uh, 150 was not a great score to defend on that kind in, the, in those conditions but but still they stretched it for the final over and uh, yeah of course i mean still what uh three more two more uh, t20s and three more odis i think we go to see a, a quality you know series coming up look if england have to even draw the ashes or take the ashes they cannot lose a single game yeah Do you see that possible at all? True. Uh, not really, Ajay. You know, Australia are much superior side. Uh, Australian women's side reminds me of the Australian men's sides of the men's side of the nineties and the early two thousands. It's it's that kind of a uh, you know that those many notches above the rest as far as women's cricket is concerned. All right. Let's see if you know some miracle can happen. But otherwise, true I'm miracles do happen, uh-huh. isn't it? Mm. <laughs> Don't they? Yeah. But yeah, it's a bit tough. So yeah now let's have a quick chat about the ongoing ODI Afghanistan and yeah. uh, Bangladesh it's a yeah. rain blighted ODI and three matches in Ch- Chattogram when you know uh, it's the middle of the uh, monsoon season right where we come monsoon yeah i don't know what was going on with the scheduling but they are there now yeah Bangladesh batting first couple of rain delays 43 overs 169 for 9 Afghanistan 83 for 2 in the 22nd over thanks so, Raran rate is raining match. cats and dogs apparently yeah yeah so in this case because it's 20 overs yeah so afghanistan will simply win because they are well ahead yeah, of scores 15 runs so but 16 runs yeah yeah 15 yeah. 16 yeah. runs easy True. so what do you say i mean how do you see the series going because between these two teams there's a lot of needle uh yeah as i mentioned in the last uh, podcast also Uh, Bangladesh is a great set at home. Uh, irrespective of which team uh, turns up there, I think they are going to give a lot of trouble. I mean, even India, they had even India under the match. So the way they won the Test match uh, just shows, you know, the, their difference are all together when they play at home. But having said that, I mean, uh, Afghanistan are a top. I believe they are a quality side as far as the white ball uh, games are concerned. Even both in the Uh, T20s and also the 50 over format. I think they are a quality side uh, in the white ball format. I could see that you know 169 for nine. You know uh, the bowling is pretty good. So I think uh, this is going to be a well fought series. I believe Ajit. I you I don't be surprised if Afghanistan Afghanistan can win uh, the ODI series. They can win this. I believe that they are good enough to win uh, an ODI series in Bangladesh. Let's see if that. I mean. in spite of rain i hope uh, there yeah. are there are three matches that give results so then yeah let's yeah. see if afghanistan can clinch yeah. the series yeah you could see that you know there's a pattern in afghanistan you could see their odi record they have they got decent batters a couple of decent batters up for rashid khan is always a huge asset for them so in these spin friendly conditions uh, i mean he single handedly can uh, steamroll the opposition all right now Yeah. going further next the next important series is of course the cricket world cup qualifier i've been yeah. watching the super sixes yeah yeah it was like what well, one of the most competitive tournaments in the recent past i've witnessed i think the way netherlands chased the 374 against west indies was probably it, it reminded me of the 434 chose the chase you know that chase between uh-huh. uh, south africa and australia it was it's unbelievable really i mean 30 runs in the super over and then uh, western is struggle to of course I mean, you are never going to get 31 runs unless you have a wrinkle seen in your 
thief. So I think mm-hmm. well deserved. I mean, really, I just thought about you when Netherlands won that game. You must be very happy seeing Netherlands now pull that off. And they're still in contention. It's a literal uh, semi-final between Netherlands and now uh, Ireland, I guess, or Scotland uh, for the for this you know the lone spot left for the World Cup. Scotland are ahead on net run rate, and they have been a very cussed team. Yeah. They have been very yeah. strong. I saw they are the second time only the second time that an associate actually beat three full member nations in a qualifier yeah. tournament. Scotland, qualifier. right? Yeah. And if you look at it. maybe i still back scotland to beat netherlands tomorrow because they are ahead on net run rate but netherlands have done some ridiculous things chasing things in 15 yeah. overs and if you remember all that right so yeah in this case it's not that crazy so something like 44.1 i saw and 43.3 i saw there were two or three different equations i saw they are all, they are yeah. all between 43 and 45 overs that is very manageable yeah. right yeah. so yeah. and dutch team went there without their first choice bowling attack so that will give them a lot of confidence uh, yes. no matter which way it goes but i dare say as a dutch fan i want them to win tomorrow go to the final and then go to india right so it will be a great uh, yeah. it will be a great boost for dutch cricket considering that last summer was not so good but this summer yeah. already it's been this uh, beginning of the year has been great and if they can also achieve this it will be a great result so yeah. your prediction for tomorrow Yeah, of course. As you said, I I do want uh, you know I do want Netherlands to win, but uh, it's going to be a tough competition. Uh, as you said, I mean Scotland. They have a lot of players who play uh, consistently uh, in the English counties, so that experience is coming in handy. Of course, on Netherlands, they can show a couple of players play at the English county, but Scotland team looks a well uh, you know well organized side. They've got all the base cover, bases covered. That's what I felt. But yeah, uh, hopefully, I think Netherlands is the one team which you can't take them lightly. You know, if a team can chase. 374 against a test playing nation you you better better uh, you know uh, play 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 to your potential you never know with netherlands and uh, i i want netherlands to qualify you know i wanted zimbabwe uh, in the beginning unfortunately zimbabwe are out mm. now mm. Uh, so my second favorite team would be netherlands uh, you know to watch them uh, play in the you know world cup in india yeah i mean i think they toured india in 1996 world cup i think they were there mm-hmm. unfortunately i think they missed out in 2011 i think ireland made it in 2011 I think even Netherlands made it. I think right, 2011. If I'm not wrong, I cannot remember it. I think Ireland definitely were there because that England, Ireland. Yeah, uh, England, Ireland. Yeah, England, England, yeah, yeah, correct. Netherlands, I don't think went to India in 2011. Yeah, yeah. I think 2003 they were there. I think India played mm-hmm. the first game uh, against mm-hmm. Netherlands in 2003 in uh, South Africa. Yeah, correct. But still, it's going to be a great thing. Uh, Ajit, I think uh, seeing associate nations and this begs a question, Ajit. I I was really like. Uh, Looking at the scorecards and the way the, uh, I think 2011 Netherlands were there in the Group B in India's group. Aha, they did play okay. in the 2011 World Cup. Okay, unfortunately, okay. they had lost all the six games. But having said that, Ajit, I think this begs a question: the fact that Zimbabwe, I think West Indies were pretty off color toward the uh, competition. Zimbabwe, Netherlands, Ireland, Scotland. It's been like tussle going on and. It may it would have made sense to have at least twelve teams in the World Cup. It's it's a mega event. Once in four years, you organize this event. It's better to have an organized format where you can accommodate associate nations and give them an opportunity to play at the biggest stage. Only then, probably the the cricket is going to improve. You could see Kenya, right? Kenya or nowhere there. I mean, they had made it to the two thousand three semi-finals, and after that, it was just you know they went they just went downhill. So you need these kind of teams to compete at the 
you know biggest level if you're not going to give an opportunity then i think uh, it's really going to be difficult as it i think despite ireland and other teams being a test playing nation uh, if they can't play the world cup zimbabwe also is a test playing nation apparently a uh, test playing nation apparently if they can't play the world cup i don't know what sense does it make that's that's simplest way i look at it i would say 16 16 team tournament yeah. should be what happening yeah that's why i think i'm a great fan of the 2007 world cup format i think because it gave a, a fair crack at the cherry for all the teams if you are top team uh, you know you four groups uh, with four teams and if you're good enough to beat those whatever teams you get in this one then you go into the super rights and then it's going to be a competitive uh, if proper eight teams make it to the super rights then you have a month on full month of quality competitive cricket unfortunately india and pakistan missed out and icc uh, never went back to that format that was actually in my book it was one of the best formats the world cup ever had unfortunately because of india and pakistan faltering uh, icc probably is pretty apprehensive uh, going back to that format indeed could be that could be that but yeah look <clears throat> before we move on from here one other news has come that balbirni has decided to step down as the captain of ireland yeah yes paul sterling is interim uh, uh, skipper captain yeah i mean yeah. Uh, how do you see the ireland team shaping Yeah, Ireland. Look, I, I was a great fan of, I and mean, still I like the way Ireland play that fearless cricket. Paul Sterling, with all his experience, I think over five thousand ODI runs is always going to be a, uh, I mean, like huge asset for any team. Him leading for and uh, whatever period of time he's going to lead is always going to be a great plus. Yeah, but I think uh, two years as a captain for him, then you know, probably this is disappointment had any role in this. You know, him stepping down as a as a captain, I believe. probably they were expected to make it to the world cups world cup squad uh, world cup i mean uh, tournament is isn't it i think unfortunately they missed out mm. so it's going to be a disappointing thing uh, for a test match team not able to making you know not able to make it to the world cup it's always a huge disappointment ajit and uh, i can understand you know what they would be feeling now for them and zimbabwe you need to spare a thought because i thought ireland cricket took a exactly. couple of steps back yeah. the way they played in this tournament yeah. west indies definitely but also Zimbabwe just a brain fade or a couple of hours of careless cricket True. that cost them the game at least against Scotland. Yeah, 230 was gettable with Hasan Raza and other guys. I think it was gettable. 230 was not a huge task considering the way they had played the cricket throughout the season. Nine uh, out of ten times they would have pulled it off. Yeah, okay. as you said, that was the right word you used. The brain fade, nothing else. And now they can't make it. and again yeah. uh, they'll have to wait four years and play through into interminable number of other sort of tournaments not getting really big yes. games it's a very unfortunate there yeah also the finances will be hugely affected ajit that's sure. one aspect which we need to uh, you know concentrate because it's not only about missing or missing the birth world cup birth. it's about the finances you know australia i mean zimbabwe the way i think they've been they've been struggling as a nation cricket has been one of their like what go to things and uh, if cricket is also not prospering there it's it's really difficult for them indeed indeed well before we go away from this sort of topics usman yeah. ghani the afghanistan uh, former opener had decided to take a break from international cricket he says that the afghanistan setup is very corrupt and he didn't get the right yeah. answers your thoughts I mean, yeah. is he just a player that's yeah. experience uh, expressing his frustration or there's something to this yeah Yeah, it could be both, and uh, you could see that you know if, if 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 anyone is showing that much of a courage to come out and say that the, there's something wrong with the board, then I mean I would look at this way: there's more no smoke without fire, and yeah, he would have felt hard done by 
and probably he has every right to you know be vocal about what the treatment meter out to him and i mean it's been happening i mean off late isn't it i think we've been see, we've seen a lot of cricketers do that in the recent the recent past and uh, yeah you can't help i think it's it's about an individual and uh, you got to respect his opinion and let's hope that this doesn't jeopardize his international career you know once you have that bad blood between you and the cricket board then it it will be really difficult to come back and uh, represent your country uh this classic case of ambati rai you know he, he had issues with hyderabad cricket board he fought with them then his his uh, first class career never took off for a couple of years so let's hope that nothing of that sort happens in this case well i don't know about how his international career would go because the way yeah. i saw it he had worked himself out of the team never much for a red ball guy red ball cricket yeah he was cricket. limited overs player and he hasn't done yeah. much in the last two years he was dropped correctly yeah and the people who have replaced yeah. him have made a lot of runs mohammad shahzad has come back yeah he's he's done he's made a lot of runs and yes. um, sadikul atal one new guy this looks like potentially yeah. a long term prospect because he's 2021 prospect yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah. he him not getting the right kind of answers look with ramanullah gurbas yeah. coming up you have these solid yeah. solid players right and that guy can give you that sort of a explosive start that you need in a t20 or a one day yeah. right uh, and you all always have people like ibrahim zadran hashmatullah shahidi people who bat in the top order and are very solid rahmat shah never forget him so usman ghani i thought didn't do enough with the chances he got and now it's just frustration yeah. rather than anything more but yeah, okay that remains to be seen if uh, it will be something yeah, that, comments. exactly yeah all right now going forward I think uh, your favorite cricketer Ajit Agarkar has been named the uh, Indian men's chief selector. <laughs> yeah. Uh look it's it's a great news I believe uh, because you can expect accountability from uh, Ajit Agarkar that's what I believe. Uh, he's a side for a person who who you know who means who never mentions his words and I think one important thing what I want to mention over here is he was he was as a Mumbai selector he he was brave enough to drop lot of senior cricketers when he took over I think in 2014 or 15 i don't remember exactly probably five or six years ago when after retirement he came into the mumbai setup and he was named the chief selector he, i remember he had dropped aditya tare uh, surya kumar yadav dhawal kulkarni and i think a couple of batsmen arman jafar also so he i mean that disappointed lot of of course i mean mumbai establishment a lot of people were disappointed and unfortunately he had to end his tenure uh, you need that kind of a you know uh, selector i believe ajit who can who can you know take a call who is who doesn't get bogged down by any pressure or something of that sort if that happens uh, probably you can expect a lot of changes in india's t20 squad and as far as i know the way he used to speak as an expert he was really a great fan of playing fearless cricket in t20s and if that can happen mm-hmm. he can send a strong message to the likes of virat kohli and rohit sharma and uh, even kl rahul who probably you know a lot of people feel that they're not playing the t20 cricket the way it should be played uh, in the recent past well even as you say it it looks like the squad has been announced just minutes ago right yes and um, yeah. thanks for pointing that out to me and hardik pande as the skipper suryakumar yadav has been elevated to vice captaincy vice captaincy yeah you have a couple of known names that are no longer here kohli rohit sharma yeah, yeah. right yeah. shami bumrah yeah. all rested by the looks of it right I mean, let's leave yeah. out of it but yeah and um, yashasvi jaiswal makes a comeback or makes a gets gets a ticket for the first time first ilak verma first, first time, time. Yeah. 
right samson oh. makes a comeback right and you have cool chat yeah. cool chat together yeshwendra chahal and kuldeep yeah. yadav umran malik yeah. avesh khan fast bowling and mukesh kumar mukesh kumar thoughts on mukesh kumar ashdeep singh ashdeep singh yeah. is sort it of was... guaranteed pick in t20 yeah guarantee yeah, yeah sure sure yeah uh, mukesh kumar he is one of those you know uh, the grassroots cricketers who come from you do who put their hard yards in uh, in first class cricket and make a name for themselves he is that kind of a cricketer and i was mighty impressed with him uh, in 2020 uh, semi finals when he played against karnataka and uh, you know he bowled those you know, even bo- in both the innings he bowled some really really probing spells which had the likes of kr rahul and, and, and you know the top karnataka top batsman you know, manish pandya and samarth also in the trouble under trouble so i was really impressed with him he is someone who is known to swing the ball profusely both ways so he's going to be a great asset i think he had a decent uh, couple of games for uh, delhi capitals in the ipl also so that probably would have shown his uh, white ball skills as a but i'm really a great fan of his as a red ball bowler hey i think in the longer format he's going to be a beast uh, along with prasid who you know who has similar uh, kind of sets skill sets probably these two guys are, are the one who i'm going to look up to avesh can can be a bit of you know he he can be a wayward at times but i think uh, umran khan uh, umran malik is probably i mean with his extra pace is always going to be an asset and as this thing he is a sure shot as you mentioned so this uh, nothing new apart from uh, mukesh kumar uh, i think avesh khan is always there so nothing uh, much you know to talk about the same attack i would be really interested to see whether mukesh kumar gets a game or two exactly. i think five t20s they are going to play so mm-hmm. probably you can expect a couple of games for everyone even uh the biggest plus i mean uh, i'm really you know very eager to see tilak varma how he plays because for a 1920 year old the way he played in the ipl in both the ipl i think last year also he, he made a lot of impactful uh, you know contributions even this year i think uh, the way he took on lot of international bowlers uh, he is a fearless, fearless cricketer who has got all his shots in his repertoire so he's going to be a long term prospect i'm really excited to see tilak varma batting at number 3 or 4 for india right so before yeah. we finish off uh, yeah. the dilip trophy has started in india i, yeah. I know you are affinity yeah. for the local uh, cricket the long format cricket yeah. yeah have you been following it yes yeah yeah i just unfortunately there's no live streaming and i was following on uh, cricket buzz on cricket info and yeah i was really happy to see south zone boys four karnataka boys in the south zone squad mm. uh mayank mm. and uh, summer then on the bowling front vaishak and vidwat uh, vidwal got a fiver i think uh, i mentioned you know mm-hmm. i think in one of the podcasts i said that he is the one to look out, look forward to because you know he bowls at 130 135 he is not that quick but you know he is very disciplined that kind of a bowler who holds a channel and bowls throughout the day on that channel and uh, i mean he bowls, swings the ball both ways ajit uh, so he's going to be a great asset and uh, he rightly proved it i mean 5 for 28 Uh, on a first day pitch this is a great uh, performance and uh, hopefully he can make jain stretch from here from here getting into india yes set up and probably mm-hmm. with a good ipl next year probably he can he can be knocking on the doors of indian team along with prasid right i mean vidwat kavarappa did not play in the ipl this year but hopefully next year he'll be picked up yeah he was part of punjab kings but he could not get a single game this year yeah so before that happens i think southzone is in a bit of trouble right So they are yeah, already yeah. four. Sai Sudarshan, some big names here. Tilak Varma is still batting, yeah. by the way. Hanuma Vihari, the other guy I wanted to okay. see. Mayank, and the last that guy, of course, Mayank Agarwal. Mayank Agarwal is still not. Yeah, he's holding foot. Right. 
you expect yeah, him to make big runs. Point. Probably his last chance alone yeah. for the higher home conditions, right? Um, he'll want to do something, and yeah, he'll want to probably. prove uh, himself. True. So that's one thing. Yeah, uh, with players like Rahane making a comeback at 35, uh, there is no reason why Mayan can't make a comeback, you know. And uh, probably every innings will count for him, and hopefully he can make big runs. That's the way he made it to the Indian team. After having you know a couple of great seasons in 2017-18, that's the way he made it to Indian team. Hopefully, he can he can replicate that performance even now. Mm. Well, in the other semi-final, uh, three batsmen yeah. that we all wanted West. to succeed, right? West zone, Sarfraz Khan made a duck, yeah. Suri Kumar Yadav seven, and Pujara twenty. But Pujara took his hundred. And also Prithvisha. Prithvisha. Yeah. Yeah. Well. yeah. Yeah. But then yeah. a lot of uh, good batting down the order. Atit Chet and Darmendra uh, yeah. Singh Jadeja. They have put yeah. at least they have given themselves some chance, causing crossing two hundred. So, yeah. couple of really yeah. good semi-finals going on. I think they will be very close semi-final, yeah. and I dare say, yeah, it might be result-oriented because uh, both yeah, of course, played in Bangalore, Kanaka. yeah, Bangalore and Alu in Bangalore, yeah, 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 and so it'll it's going to so, be yeah. very interesting. Yeah, in Bangalore, I think all the pitchers, you know, just cricket Alu or even Chennai from it, they are semi-friendly wickets. Ah, uh, Jeta, and when you play on the first day hmm. uh you always you know make early inroads and uh, uh, that's what has happened today i think you could see uh, both the openers you know, in uh, in both the games you saw openers struggling and make it count and uh, struggling to make it count then of course and once the new ball gets old unless you have a quality spinner you're going to struggle but uh, i mean full marks to the way uh, shivam mavi has bowled today i think 4 is is a great uh, bowling performance uh yeah probably hopefully i think uh, pujara can make uh, amends in the second innings we want pujara to do well of course and uh, of course prithvi shah he has gone a bit astray we want uh, prithvi shah i mean he's he's someone who can score runs at a brisk pace it's really unfortunate to see him go uh, the way his his career has been going off late hopefully there is a second win for him i really pretty badly want him to you know get back to the indian setup because he's one opener in that sevang mold you know if he bats for a session or two mm. he can get lots of runs and and in that aspect i personally believe that he should be an all format guaranteed batsman he has that kind of a potential ajit unfortunately i think other things are you know taking precedence and he's been you know named for wrong reasons and probably what concentration issues and probably a lot of people feel that he's going to be not come live hopefully mm. he isn't he can he can come back i just want him to you know come back still lang is 22 23 there's always a second chance for him hopefully he can he can make it big very recently also he got a triple 100 in the ranji trophy just uh, six months ago right. so hopefully he can make those big runs and uh, make a great comeback because i think he was he was no lots of notches above uh, pretty, i mean uh, ssv jaiswal so uh, ssv jaiswal has managed to pip him now hopefully you know prithvisha can uh, you know follow him Indeed. Well, I think uh, they have done a lot of work on his attitude as well as his, you know, his temperament yeah. in Delhi. Praveen Ambre, yeah. people like Ponting. Yeah, I keep Ponting. Right. Yes. They have seen. They have seen yeah. enough cricket, enough uh, life that they know. Yeah. Let's just hope. Yeah. Even if it takes a year or two, it's okay. I mean, he's yeah. he'll still have he's a ten-year career, right? If he comes into true. the Indian setup. So we really hope he comes back and achieves that. And you know, as you say, gives India the, those you know strong starts on a morning of the first day or. while chasing on a yeah. third or fourth day right so let's hope yeah. that comes true so okay those yeah. were all the topics i wanted to really discuss thank you for a wonderful uh, episode as always and uh, would you like to Absolutely. give a shout out about your uh, you know the where our fans and our listeners can contact you as well as the articles you write and so on 
yeah you can you can you know follow me on twitter uh, uh, handle n a n u r u m and i've shared all my articles which are written for uh, sports kida and uh, kannada portal called honolulu and you can get in touch with me you can you can anyone can learn you know uh, tag me and if you have any you know if you want to get in touch with any queries regarding karnataka cricket especially i'll always be able to help you and uh, hopefully ajit uh, by the start of the season world cup or even ranji trophy we can have a couple of cricketers on our show and uh, we can have a you know a fruitful discussion hopefully about Perfect. cricket let's see if we can make that yeah. happen great idea yeah 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 all right thank you very much ramu yeah. and uh, we wish all our listeners a happy and a you know peaceful day wherever they may be listening from bye bye yeah. Thanks again. This is the Armchair Cricket Podcast.